Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things. Customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Getting traded to Minnesota changes nothing. Six foot four guys running four fours. These guys don't grow on trees. And a lot of times I'm willing to bet on, especially, you know, long term on the freak athlete. You don't ever want to overreact to what guys look like in preseason. There's been a ton of preseason all-stars that you never make rosters or, or never pan out. And good morning and happy Sunday. I forgot to turn my light on. Let me fix that real fast. It's another beautiful Sunday here. Week six, we have the bye weeks uh, jumping into the mix here for us. We are going to walk you through some of who isn't playing, who you can replace some guys with for, uh, you know, it's that time of year where we're going to start talking about streaming some people. So uh, definitely stick around. We're going to do our normal talk about some games. But first and foremost, as always, Chase Thornton, welcome to the Belly Up Fantasy Live show. Yeah, good morning. Hey, how you doing? You notice, as you can see, I am coming to you from not the Mott and Bailey basement bar. This is my friend's basement bar. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i in the Twin Cities for Autumn Brewery View, the Minnesota Craft Brewers Guild yearly uh, extravaganza here in town. It was it was fun. We had a great time yesterday. Actually, I was rocking the Belly Up Sports shirt yesterday with the kilt. Fired up my Manscaped gear so I could wear the kilt with pride and confidence. <laughs> And now, and now we're we're coming to you remote. So always on the go over here, always on the job. I got my coffee ready, your coffee stout anyway. Nice. Early in the morning, we're ready to go. Fantastic. Yeah, we may have a guest or two joining us here at, at any point. So if they do, we will bring them in. Uh, and uh, for those of you who typically, well, if you're here on YouTube and you, you, you typically watch us on Twitter, uh, it looks like there is a technical issue with it airing live on Twitter right now. So I apologize if you found us on YouTube, though, that when you typically on Twitter, thank you for finding us. Uh, hopefully we get that fixed for you. Uh, so anybody who is looking for that, we apologize. But let's get into some early news before we start discussing games. Um, it looks like uh, Andy Dalton is going to get the start again for the Saints. Winston will be dressing, but he is going to dress as the backup. Uh, so I think he. it seems like Winston is just about there close but just not fully ready to go uh Wandale Robinson looking like he's gonna make his uh appearance here for the Giants uh as well so we'll see what that uh receiving core for Daniel Jones really 
kind of starts to look like. Uh, Darius Slayton was definitely um, on my waiver wire ads just because of how well he's been playing. We'll see what Wondell Robinson does to that if he takes over. But I think Slayton's still going to have kind of a role in that. It seems like he's rejuvenated a little bit. Yeah, I, I had them both on in the last week's waiver wire article that I wrote uh, for our friend and colleague, Kevin Wilson, who's away dealing with a personal issue. Yep. But um, yeah, I, I had both of them on there. I thought, like I said on the show last week, I thought before the Packers absolutely collapsed, Darius Slayton was already looking pretty good in that game. He had a good game. That was one of his better games that he's played in quite a while. Um, and yeah. then I, I also added Wandale Robinson on there because, uh, you know, Kadarius Tony sure as heck doesn't look like he's going to see the field at any point here soon. Uh, yeah. But Wandale Robinson was a guy that they drafted with high hopes. He's got a lot of athletic skill. Uh, he's looks like he could actually fit into the same kind of role that Kadarius Tony was, uh, was slotted to play for them, so to speak. So, um, yeah, I, I think both of them are, are guys to watch. It's not necessarily a great passing offense, but uh, it hasn't had a chance to have a great pass, be a great passing offense. Yeah. <laughs> on their 89th coordinator in the last three weeks, like, <laughs> and uh, you know, and then they haven't had anybody healthy. So if anybody could actually grab a hold of saying number one type role in that offense you'd have another viable uh, option to pick up off the wire probably because they were both available widely. Yeah. And I think either one of them have the ability to take on that number one role and, and handle it. Uh, so definitely something I'm watching today for that. There's another interesting, I know a lot of people have been, at least from a DFS standpoint, uh, have been going heavy on reminder Stevenson for the Patriots today. Uh we got to watch the news here because Damian Harris is still not ruled out. He is going to be a, a pregame workout game time decision. Uh, so look, reminder Stevenson would still be a good play anyways. Uh, teams, uh, but especially in the past, the Patriots have had success running against this Browns team. Uh, so I expect Stevenson to still do good, but um, from a DFS standpoint, you might want to temper expectations if he's going to be highly owned and, and if Harris ends up playing, you know, I think the ceiling might be capped a little bit. Yeah, I, 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 I'm hesitant to buy into the Belichickian, you know, shenanigans there. Um, mm-hmm. I, it just seems to me that, like, that when they were that worried, when it seemed they were that worried about Harris to begin with, with what we saw out of Stevenson last week. Listen, all preseason, I was higher on Harris than Stevenson. I said, hey, everybody, hey, slow the roll. I know Stevenson's a good runner. He's a good player but they still had Harris and Harris was their top guy from last year. But sure. uh, if Harris was hurt, if the, if he was hurt in any way, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't just, even if they dress him, I think they let him rest a while today. And I think they give it to Stevenson. They should after what last week was, but again, if I, you know, if they followed what I was saying, I wouldn't be talking to you this morning. I'd be getting ready for a game kickoff. <laughs> Yeah, it, well, it, what's interesting here, because you mentioned how they were originally more worried about Harris's injury than it may seem like now if they are truly going to work him out and be a game-time decision. It, it almost feels like, is this something that is going on medically inside the Patriots organization this year? Because it was the same kind of story with Mac Jones. Now, obviously, Mac Jones has missed time, but they were... He had all those the, reports of how he was on the practice field and pictures of him throwing, not moving well, but, Life. Well, he wasn't moving around, but still, what it means like the initial reports coming out of that was that it was a very severe high ankle mm-hmm. straight yeah. um, sprain, and yep. that he was going to need the surgery. But then all of a sudden, 
they're fine with him not having the surgery and you know just taking the couple weeks that it's gonna so I'm wondering if there's some sort of disconnect within the Patriots medical team that they are maybe freaking out and then like that this just seems to be something going on because if Harris this is another situation where all of a sudden Harris can play and he looks normal then something feels like it was off. So they got yeah. I don't know if it was the coaches overplaying something to to to, to you know posture and, and try to play mind games, or if this is truly just that the medical team is. I don't want to say giving wrong information, but they're just not very accurate. I, I'm not sure. I think it speaks to a possibly an, an internal issue here for the Patriots. I well, I can't believe they'd have internal issues. I mean, they were so awesome with their offensive coordinator situation. <laughs> uh, it is weird though for a Belichick organization, to, yeah, to think that there might even even that we're talking about the idea that something isn't well run in that organization is just weird yeah, yeah. after the last twenty some years. Um, but, you know, it also might be part of the tactic. Come out right away, throw everybody off the scent by saying, oh, hey, it's it's always worse than we than we thought it was. And then, oh, surprise, two weeks later, boom. Uh, what You bring up Mac Jones. One thing, because you're over there more. You hear more and you see more about yep. the Patriots than, than I do. I've heard some rumblings here that there are people who are saying that Bailey Zappi might be the most talented quarterback of the three on the roster. What is your what is your take? Because my my whole worry with him getting drafted this year was not for Mac Jones; it was for him. I thought, well, they just got Mac Jones twenty minutes ago. Why yeah, do they yeah. need another quarterback? And even I I understand development and that kind of thing, especially with Belichick. He's had success with it before. Look how many guys he shipped down the line and been able to trade off and, and get rid of at the backup quarterback position. But you know, yeah. They're facing one today, Jacoby Brissett. Mac Jones has something to worry about. Is Bailey Zappi at least going to put pressure on him? So, at this point, I don't think so. My, my, uh, Greg pops in here. They do what Belichick wants. He's not wrong. Um, my, my personal thoughts on the situation is that Mac Jones is still going to be all right. I'm not giving up on Mac Jones. I don't have the Zappi fever now. Has it been fun to watch Zappi? Yeah. It's, been, it's, it's not been bad football, and it's not been unentertaining football. So, yeah, as a Patriots fan, I'm enjoying it. I'm not giving up on Mac Jones. Yet. I still think Mac Jones um, mentally and physically is the better option. The only thing Zappy I think, has over him right now is obviously the mobility. Zappy's, uh, you know, quite a bit more mobile. But he's not like – it's not like we're comparing Tom Brady to Michael Vick here. Like, they're no. not – Zappy's not running all over the place like Lamar Jackson. He just has a bit more lateral movement than right. – than Mac Jones does. So look, I think what this does is actually, sure, Mac Jones might be getting a little nervous and he might try to rush back here, but this puts the Patriots in a fantastic position to where Zappi keeps right. protecting the ball. Now they can let Mac Jones heal. Right. Keep like look, the Patriots might make the playoffs this year, but they're not winning the Super Bowl. Like this to me, that's why I'm fine seeing Zappi out there having fun and and right. as a fan watching it because I, my expectations are low this year. Yep, it's all let's great. protect, it's let's all protect great. the Let's protect the future here with Mac Jones and don't put him out there when he's only 80% and takes another hit and, and gets, you know, worse, hurt, hurt worse or hurt again somewhere else. Let's let Zappi get out there because then, like you said, Belichick has a history of shipping out backups. You know, maybe you get something for Zappi, you know, later in the season or in the offseason or whatever. You you can make yep. something work. And you turn that into next year's gem in the draft that you, that you <clears> need <throat> that, that inside linebacker or – 
slot yeah. corner or whatever, how he does things like that. No, I, I just thought it was interesting. You know, the backup quarterback is always the most popular guy in the stadium. And especially yep. when they come out and they play like that, I was I was impressed. I have been impressed with Zappy that coming in like that and not being from you know not being from a big time, you know, college background. He, yeah, he was in Western Kentucky, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah he was not yeah. playing, you know, Alabama. He was not playing in, in the thick of the SEC or you yeah. know anything. And to, for him to come in and the game has not looked too big, it has not looked too fast. He has looked very, very poised and very capable. Yeah, in the in the offense, and yes. I, I think that bodes well for him and his career. Uh, yeah, his, yeah, his yeah, don't catch the backup quarterback fever. Don't don't be that that no. don't don't do the Gardner Minshew <laughs> you know mania thing. Yeah, his poise and his decision making have been what's impressed me about him more so than his physical ability. Just the fact that and the confidence the coaching staff seems to have in him. He's running play actions. He's run. You know, they're not limiting necessarily the playbook for him. Um, the one kind of, I won't call it necessarily a conspiracy theory, but the one story I have heard uh, in the local radio up here, and I forget who who said it because I would love to give them credit, so I apologize, but um, is that th- there's this thought that maybe Mac Jones was more of a, a Bob Kraft pick that he kind of forced on Bill, and that Zappy, because Bill took him in the fourth round, that Zappy is – kind of really Bill's guy. Who's Bill? And, says, yeah. And now Bill has got get, been given this, you know, glorious chance to showcase him a lot earlier than he probably planned on it. Now, if that were true, then, then Mac Jones needs to worry because we, we saw what happened with, and, and please do not take this the way it's going to sound. I am not comparing Zappi to Brady, but situ- situationally here, what were, like when Bledsoe got hurt, Brady right, came no, in. Right, right. Brady was Bill's guy. Bledsoe was be. Marcel's guy. You know, this could, if this situation ends up being true where Mac Jones was more of a Bob Kraft saying, we need to do make this pick, and Zappi was really someone that Bill wanted and chose to pick himself, then we could have an interesting situation here. It's days of our lives. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> hey. Salem in, in either yeah, way, the Patriots, are, the Patriots fans are going to get some better football than I think we planned on this year, or at least from an entertaining standpoint. Awesome. All right. Um, but look, the other big news this morning that we were talking about briefly pre-show here that could really affect some fantasy rosters. It already has, but it could start to um, uh, affect it in a good way. Uh, Cam Akers out today for personal reasons, and the Rams are fielding trade offers uh, for Cam Akers. So this this kind of came out this morning. I heard it first on FS1 radio uh, that Cam Akers possibly could be traded. And then um, a little bit later here, uh, Ian Rappaport reporting around 1020 that they are indeed entertaining trade calls for Cam Akers, which I'm sure there are some teams that are going to be calling about them. This is a situation where I think a lot of managers obviously drafted Cam Akers fairly early. Um, and Then they probably grabbed Daryl Henderson either off the waivers or later after as a backup. You could get a you know two for the price of one situation here if Cam Akers because look wherever Cam Akers goes if he does get traded I think he's definitely has the potential to be the starter depending on the situation he's walking into uh, and you know if he does decide to play with a chip on his shoulder because he's pissed off of how it's gone with McVay then you know you have both Akers and Henderson you, you might just walk into a little diamond in the rough here right and I I. Again, I was bigger on Henderson in a preseason than I was on Akers, but just from the standpoint of I wasn't sure how Akers was going to look 
Uh, he, he did not look great. I didn't think last year coming off of that Achilles injury, it was remarkable right. how quickly he healed. And I give him a ton of credit for getting back on the field as, as soon as he did. I mean, it, it's Definitely. amazing. And obviously he was, he did well enough that they, they felt he was, you know, they felt he was deserving of the roster spot. Week one didn't look like it was very promising for him. And I think everybody that was a Henderson guy like me was like, ah, hey, we, we did it. We called it. We were and right. It's, it's been a different story. And to the point that last week, Henderson was used exclusively in a pass game. And Akers was the one who had all the running back touches in the back. Yep. Now, they don't have a... Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF ton of depth behind uh, still just guys, guys, really right? Malcolm Brown is like really the Malcolm guy Brown there. who has been there for quite a few years he was he took a sabbatical in in Miami last year and was mm-hmm. one of the 800 running backs they had this preseason but um it, it seems like you know they th- something happened here speaking of days of our lives something <laughs> happened that we are yes. not necessarily aware of yet with Cam Akers, because that was a quick damn turnaround from he's taking all the running back touches in the backfield or all the carries at least to uh, we don't know if we're going to let this guy back in the room. So uh, again, like you said, I think that if he gets traded, depending on where he gets traded, if he gets traded, depending on where he goes, it could be the best, best of both worlds for people who own either or, because now you've got an opportunity to maybe see Henderson take a much bigger, a true number one type role, or at least a bigger role, more carries, more akin to what we saw week one uh, yeah. role with, with Los Angeles. And their offense has not been great. Their line is, is this poor, dare I say right now, but uh number one guy is a number one guy. So that would help. It would be better, more valuable than what he's been. Acres, on the other hand, going somewhere else, depending on where he's going. Yeah, that could actually raise his stock too a little bit. Yep. Uh, maybe not initially, but later <clears> on, <throat> once he's had a chance to actually develop and blend there. But uh, yeah, well, definitely he's, he's, to follow. I wouldn't drop either. I wouldn't drop him. No, no, I don't drop him yet. See what happens here. Because either, either way, if you had both of them, right, you were never going to be playing both of them together. It was that it was a situation where you were no, playing one or the other. But now, either or, yep. If Acres gets traded, now you do have the opportunity where you now have two guys you can start at the same time, and that just really changes the depth of your bench if if you're in that situation in a, in a very good way for you. If obviously the situation turns out all right for Acres, I think Henderson will be fine. Um, I think we we know what his production will be, even though that team has become quite one dimensional. Uh, it's really just Stafford to Cup, Stafford to Cup, just about. And they, look, they, if they're even being one dimensional, they're having success with that relationship. But it is there really isn't much of a run game to speak of there anymore. And maybe um, maybe if Acres is gone, they lean into a, a bit more of a buy in from the running back room between Brown and Henderson to where they can make it work and actually. Uh, really help the rest of the the weapons on that team get some get some run, right? Right. Uh, so real, real, oh, I was gonna say real fast. We do have just a couple quick questions here in the chat. We'll get to uh, before our first commercial break here. 
uh, our favorite last name, Daniel here. <laughs> uh, we got Herbert or Rogers uh, at QB this week. Uh, Herbert is got the um, who's the uh, is the Jet is it the Jaguars? Sorry, I just I just looked at it and I and I'm blanking. No, sorry, Herbert's got Denver uh, at home in LA, uh, and Rogers has uh, the Jets uh, at home in Lambeau. Um, I actually do really like Rogers this week. Um, I, I think he's going to be just fine, but I think just given the weapons, I'm going to have to give Herbert the, the edge here. How do you uh, feel? It's, it's not as clear cut as it might seem at first. I think this year, I think everybody's like, Oh, Rogers is terrible. He doesn't have any receivers. Yep. If you, uh, if you checked out the week five blitz pickup that, that came out last this past week here, uh, Aaron Rodgers has thrown for two touchdowns mm-hmm. for like four straight weeks and over 200 yards. He has not been the absolute fantasy sinkhole that I think we've all gotten our minds right now. That, that Correct. He, no, he's not. Is he working at an MVP pace like he has the last two, three years in a row? No, not at all. Uh, but it's not necessarily the clear cut, you know, matchup that, that you think it is Herbert, you know, Herbert's facing Denver, you know, Denver, if there's one thing they have been doing semi well, it's defense. I mean, they, they've been losing games 12 to nine for crying out loud. They haven't been losing games, you know, 42 to nine. Yeah. Uh, so if you wanted to run with Rogers, it wouldn't be the worst matchup here uh, with, with the jets. Um, you know, in my opinion, you drafted Herbert first, but at this point in the season, it's about playing matchups. It's not necessarily about where you listen. You probably, sure. Oh yeah, drafted, definitely. If you drafted Najee Harris you know, in the first round, great. You drafted Najee Harris in the first round. If but you drafted not, Najee Harris this year in the first round, right. I'm going to give you here a tip. And uh, you, you start listening to our shows more often because I have myself was saying, do not do that. So uh, spend some more time with us. We'll help you out. <laughs> well, if they were listening to this side of the screen, I actually was high on Harris because of the volume. I know. I know. But, you know, yeah, you're not necessarily playing. And Najee Harris over guys that you were taking later in the draft at this point yeah. anyway. And that's my point is like, it's not about, you know, we're not playing the draft capital game. Well, I drafted this guy in the first, I have to start him. You have to start and play who's, who's productive right now. Herbert's yes. not been real great here in the last several weeks. Yeah. He hasn't been blowing the doors off either. You're not wrong there. Right? I, he has, they have not been as explosive uh, with Palmer in place of Allen right now, they just they haven't yeah. looked really. Set. And Allen is once again out this week, so right. Um, so honestly, I might pull the trigger on Rogers this week. I actually do have him in a league or two this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I would play. I mean, like at this. Listen to this. Geno Smith to this point in the season has been better than 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 Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> right? I've yep. actually picked up Geno Smith in one league where I've got Aaron Rodgers, but I've got Herbert in a couple leagues too, and I'm not playing anybody else that I picked so up. So it's funny that you bring up Geno Smith because here's actually how I have my QBs ranked this week, and you can find both me and Chase's rankings over at bellyupfantasysports.com. Uh, but for QBs this week, I have Herbert ranked eighth. I have Geno Smith nine, and then I have Rogers 11th. So all three of them I have right there. Like I said, that's why I'm, I'm going to slightly give the edge to Herbert, but I yeah. wouldn't. I could definitely see Rogers outscoring Herbert. I think that it's going to be close, and Geno Smith the same way as long as he keeps, you know, you know, Petting petting his uh, golden horseshoe before the game. Um, (laughs) So that's that's how I have him ranked too in terms of the three of them. In order, yeah. Smith, Rogers, uh, but it it just keep an eye on it because if they continue to look like they have looked, that gap may actually close up more than what we think it is. But yeah, go with Herbert. I would go with Herbert today. 
Well, we're going to take a quick break here and hear from, uh, as always, from Manscaped, uh, sponsor of the show here. Uh, and when we come back from that, uh, Daniel, don't worry. We're going to get to your other uh, question there and before we dive into some games this week. So stick around. We'll be right back after this quick break. Football is back, baby. We're back to seeing Mahomes sling beautiful balls all over the field. And your friends at Manscaped are here to help you sling your beautiful balls all season long with Manscaped's state-of-the-art tech We'll have your weapon looking more loaded than the AFC West. Football may be rough, but your ball care doesn't have to be with Manscaped. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Meet the best valued bundle yet for the Manscaped Pocket Rockets, the Platinum Package. At quarterback, the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, a wily vet who makes sure the unit is running smoothly and scoring nonstop with proprietary advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower limits mistakes and protects the ball. Plus, it's waterproof, so the weather conditions are no issue. At running back, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, built to bust through all the right holes. A hairless nostril just helps it keep a nose for the end zone. On the offensive line, we have our unsung heroes, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner, the Trent Williams and Corey Lindsley of Sack Protection. Standing strong to keep your boys fresh and clean through all four quarters. Add wide out, the cleanest duo in the league. The ultra premium body wash and ultra premium two-in-one shampoo plus conditioner. With their rugged scent, they attract both the ball and all the ladies in the crowd. Plus, these two leave your skin and scalp feeling more hydrated. That means more plays on the field and less water breaks. At tight end, the product makes your end look tight. Manscaped's anti-chafing boxer briefs, a dedicated jewel pouch to increase ball handling, and a cool, steady vibe thanks to their moisture-wicking fabric. On defense, there's only one thing you need, the aluminum-free ultra-premium deodorant. With refined cologne, quality fragrance, it keeps sweat and locker room scents from making any ground. Plus, it dries clear so the opponent won't even know what hit him. To top it all off, we throw in the best coach in the league, the Shred Travel Bag, as a free bonus. Built to hold the team together, this travel-sized bag has a fumble-resistant zipper. This has got to be a Super Bowl-winning roster, but don't take my word for it. Go to Manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. That's 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Manscaped for turning your player into an MVP. All right, welcome back. As always, uh, Dan Mater giving his vocal cords uh, a marathon workout there. Uh, but look, it's well worth it because Manscaped is fantastic. Uh, everything they have there, like you said, from the trimmers to the, to the products to really uh, help your skin and everything, you can't go wrong with Manscaped. Uh, so before we jump into the game, I do want to get to this last question from Daniel here. So this was his post-question uh, comment here. He, he lost Penny and Patterson to injury, and then he's got Henry on bye. Uh, knowing that, considering that he has these two options and Deion Jackson and Alec Pierce for his flex, I think he's doing all right. It seems like he's been able to pivot. Yeah. Um, so, but this is what it comes down to: Deion Jackson or or Alec Pierce in the flex this week. Uh, I do love Deion Jackson. Um, I think he's fun. I was on him last week. Was it last week or 
yeah, last week when Taylor was out, um, he was he was my showdown lineup darling, and it worked out for me. Uh, but Alec Pierce has just been fantastic. He's been consistent the last few games. It's a pretty good situation to be in here. How are you feeling here between Jackson and Pierce? Well, it, I mean, it's a nice situation in terms of you've got uh, – and this is a, a interesting situation that you can apply to a couple different lineups in the league. Actually, <clears throat> look at it. Uh, Deion Jackson is nominally their third running back on that mm-hmm. team. But it's a situation where he is the third running back, but he's actually the true backup for what Jonathan Taylor exactly. does yep. in that offense. Naheem Hines is not one of those backups that if the number one guy goes down, he steps right into that role. Naheem Hines is a guy who maintains the current role that he has, and the third guy steps up into the into the lead spot, so to speak. Yes, they they, they were they're not afraid to throw Jonathan Taylor. He has proven, I think, much better. <laughs> catching the ball than I think anybody thought he was coming out of college, including myself as a Badger fan. But, uh, you know, Deion Jackson will be the guy that would, would take most of those uh, rushing downs. Now they're both out today. Taylor and Naheem Hines are both out today, but this might be a case where we see Philip Lindsay then possibly mm-hmm. step into Naheem Hines role. And he has been that guy before Philip Lindsay has been a starter in the league before we know he can handle that. They have not been a great team offensively this year running or passing their line has been a little bit of a mess, which is weird for the Colts because normally it's a strength. Uh, Alec Pierce is a guy who's going to get some targets, going to get some looks. Now, again, I just said they have not been strong in either fast of the game, but they're playing a Jacksonville team that absolutely destroyed them a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and has been playing well on defense. And this could get to a negative game script quickly. If it gets to a negative game script quickly, how much of Deion Jackson versus Philip Lindsay do we see, or how much period do we see the running backs featured? And do we see more of Alec Pierce getting, you know, getting balls because they're passing all over the place trying to catch up? Um, honestly, between the two today, I would go with Pierce. If it was a stronger matchup, then I might be happy about Deion Jackson. We don't know how long you're going to get to use him with with Taylor, you know, on mm-hmm. the shelf to come back. But uh, between the two of them, for my money today. Game script wise, matchup wise, I'm probably going Pierce. Yeah, look, I love the the game script look at this because otherwise, if you're looking at the matchup here, Jackson has the edge as far as what Jacksonville has been able to do against the run. They're not they haven't been very good against the run this year. That's true, uh, but they have been very good in the secondary against the pass. Uh, so when you're looking at it just from a strict match matchup standpoint, yeah, J- Jackson seems to be the way that I would go from that standpoint. But then, like you said, the game script side, which is very important with fantasy, um, <clears throat> could definitely play a role. Now, the one thing I think Indy has going for them is that this game's at home uh, in the Dome, and I think they are going to try to control this game uh, considering how they let the first one get away from them. Uh, so um, I actually lean – I'm leaning Jackson here still. I, I do love your point, though. It, it's, a, it's a much – here's what I'll say. I'm leaning Jackson because – I think the potential for his ceiling is higher than Pierce's today. Pierce is definitely the safer play, though. Uh, so it, it's if you're in a matchup where you think you're going to be behind the shoot the moon, opponent, yeah, maybe try. you need to shoot the moon, then I would go Jackson just because I think his yep. ceiling is higher. But I do agree that Alec Pierce is a much safer play uh, today. And yep, you already pulled it up there. He's Daniel, last so he must have Lindsay as well. If you're going between the two of them, Daniel, if you're, if you're, yeah, depending on who you're listening to, which side of the screen, if you're going Jackson or Lindsay, I think we both agree you, you go Jackson though, because there's yes. no guarantee that Lindsay takes, say, like a, a passing down role and gets more play. Jackson will get more run, I think, in this game, regardless of game script than Lindsay does. 
Well, let me look because last week wasn't because both Hines and Taylor were out last week. I know we saw Lindsay quite a bit. Um, I want to see what the splits were there live here. I'll look it up there. Uh, so last week against Denver, uh, Lindsay did have 11 carries and they're not showing me his targets on this, the one I have to pull up, but he had three receptions. So um, 14 touches for Lindsay. And then when it came to Jackson, I, I, that's the thing. Jackson was involved in the passing game a little bit too. I do remember him catching a couple of passes. He had 13 carries and four receptions. So, you know, yeah, it was pretty, pretty evenly. Yeah. Pretty even across the board, 17 to 14 uh, Jackson led in the touches. Uh, but to me, that's just another reason why if, if they're going to, if they're willing to use Jackson, in the passing game as well, it's not like Lindsay is going to get all the passing work. Uh, so I'm, I'd, I'd say between the two of them, Jackson or Lindsay, I'm going Jackson. Yeah. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. So, yeah, and then, yes, Darren, best promo you've ever heard, 100%. Manscaped always puts it together great. And then, uh, you know, Manscaped gives Dan the ammo, and Dan just uh, says it in a way that nobody else can. So we love that. Uh, but let's get into some games here because we're, we're about halfway through the show here. So, Chase, where let's, let's do our usual. Let's start off here. What's the game you're looking at here as far as uh, a, a fantasy kind of blockbuster game? Oh man, you know my my pick actually happened the other night. Unfortunately, it was Thursday <laughs> night the big showdown. <laughs> oh God, I love sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I'm I'm good at it. So, you know, give me give me a break here. No, I, yes, yes. You know, when I, when I'm looking at it, I I'm interested to see what happens from the standpoint of not just because I'm a Packer fan. I'm interested in Jets Packers. I no. want to see if this Jets offense can can operate against a defense like the Packers. I want to see how the game script goes. I want to see if the Packers actually can play some football. Mm-hmm. Um, Vikings Dolphins would have been a much better matchup. I think if, uh, if we were seeing a little bit better quarterback, you know, matchup there. Um, Cardinals Seahawks is going to be one of the interesting games to me this week. And that's the one I'll probably be watching most closely from a, mm-hmm. from a fantasy standpoint, because it's got the highest over under, I believe of any, of any uh, game this week, I believe it's like 40. Uh, well, other than the bills and chiefs, oh, is the bills and chiefs got- that's going to be a freaking <laughs> yeah, that actually could end up being a more, we get that, if we get that at four 30 today too. So that's, uh... that could end up being more of a slugfest than a shootout, but but Cardinals yeah. and Seahawks, you know, this that game has potential to to blow up. Uh, it would be fun. I mean, Geno Smith has played well, you know, this year. He hasn't been, you know, he wasn't crazy prolific last week. I think he only completed something like 16 passes or something last week. He didn't have a, yeah. a giant monster game, but he has been leading that offense, I think, better than anybody thought they would. Oh, God, uh, yeah. He has not hurt. DK Metcalf and Tyler. In fact, if anything, he's made Tyler Lockett a little more consistent than Tyler uh, Lockett in 
the past. It's a fantastic point, and that, and, and that really stood out last week. I mean, obviously, the two long touchdown passes helped, but, um, yeah, he seems to be good for Lockett. I, I, yeah, he, I, I don't know if it's if they have a, a good connection or if somehow the, if the, you know, the offense is gearing itself a little more to Lockett not having those big swings, ups and downs. Because I've always been frustrated with Tyler Lockett from a standpoint of, you know, playing roulette with him. Is yeah. today his 30-point day or is it his, you know, two catches for 26 yards and no touchdowns day? Um, but between that, between Kenneth Walker getting the start today and we want to see what he's going to look like as a as mm-hmm. the full-time starter there, um, I don't think he has to worry about DJ Dallas because if anybody had to worry about DJ Dallas, we'd already have DJ Dallas on our radars. <laughs> um, so I, there's a lot to look at there from the standpoint. The only thing that I'm not interested in because it's been so damned frustrating with the Seahawks is their tight end position because yeah. their three tight ends. And again, if you read the blitz pickup here, their three tight ends are basically splitting things right down the flipping middle. You've yeah. got you've got Will Disley, Will, yeah, Will Disley and Noah Fant. Will Disley is right now is, is tight end thirteen, yeah. but he's literally only getting like half of the of the starter looks. He scored some more touchdowns than than Noah Fant has, but Noah Fant, I think when he got traded there, everybody figured, hey, they've got their number one guy now, and yeah. we'll have a good tight end there. They've got a good tight end there. It's just it's got three heads on it. Colby Parkinson has seen far fewer snaps and far fewer targets than the other two, but he's also got far more yards. Uh, yeah. He actually has more yards than Noah Fant does right now receiving uh, in in like half the looks or less than half the, the playing time. So uh, while that could be, in theory, <clears throat> something to look at, it's actually something I'm staying the far the hell away from. If you added, say, Disley and Noah Fant's numbers, if they would give one of those guys a number yeah, right. one true tight end role, now you're looking at a top 10 tight end situation. It's not that they're not using the position, which is a change from what they had done in Seattle. Seattle has never That's been true. a great tight end area. It's still a good, it's still not a great tight end, you know, place to play but that's because they're sharing all the targets between the tight ends from the Cardinal standpoint. Then we're in, we're probably going to have to see Eno Benjamin and see if he can actually take some, you know, take some control of that thing right now with everybody else in their backfield, seemingly hurt and blown up. Um, we have only a couple of games left or a couple of weeks left here before we get Deandre Hopkins back. So we want to see here. Can can Rondale Moore sustain, you know, some semblance of usability? Is Marquise Brown really going to be, uh, you know, the revelation he's looked like he could be in the last couple of weeks? And when Hopkins gets back, does that continue? There's a lot to look at from these two teams from a, from a fantasy standpoint. And this sure. game could be a shootout, could be a blow up, and it could be one that if you still have time to put your lineup in daily, if you still haven't done it, you might want to grab a couple of stacks from this game because we might mm-hmm. we might see some points scored. Yeah, and uh, no, I agree with all that. And uh, quick um, housekeeping thing here: uh, the problem with Twitter has been fixed. We are now live on Twitter, so if you are now watching us on Twitter, uh, thank you for sticking it out, being patient, and waiting for us, and, and joining us now. Um, and if you moved over to YouTube in the meantime, thank you for doing that as well. But we are live everywhere. We are usually live now. Finally, um, I'm not really sure what happened there with the tech issues, but either way, it's fixed. It's done. Um, also, some updated injury news here. Just hitting the uh, the stream here at 11.30. Kyle Pitts officially active. T. Higgins officially active. T. Higgins seemed like he was going to be trending in the opposite direction, so that is a nice surprise there uh, for Cincinnati. And then Hayden Hurst also officially 
active. I think Hayden Hurst is the nice surprise there because I'm not yes. I'm not sure with Higgins. Uh, you know, he was active last week too, and then we saw what happened there. It wasn't that true. Well, yeah. If you've got other <laughs> options for Higgins, if you've if you if you've got Hurst, if you're playing Hurst, you probably don't have a ton of other options. I'm and assuming honestly, not. <laughs> depending on how much run Higgins gets, Hurst could be a fun play today, a good play. But uh, yeah, it's that's that's rough. I mean, yeah, Higgins is he's active, but is he healthy? Well, yeah, and so that's why I think either way, from a DFS standpoint, Tyler Boyd would still be a nice um, kind of value dart throw here. I know I have him in a lineup. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so keep an eye on that. That'll make that game interesting because going into this game, it just felt like Chase uh, Jamar Chase was going to be getting just all the looks. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out now uh, for that Cincinnati offense. But, yeah, so let's let, let's keep it going then because, look, my game of the week this week that I think is going to be uh, fantasy – very fantasy relevant, um, even though it's got one of the lower uh, over-unders, which is usually not what I go with when it comes to fantasy relevance. Uh, but the Cowboys and Eagles on Sunday night. What's interesting here is fantasy relevance, I think, is more so it, what I'm curious here is to see who is who is going to be consistent here. Because, look, I, I've loved what the Eagles have been doing, but I, I've still had that question in the back of my head of when is this going to – when is their, their – it feels like they're living off of adrenaline right now. When is it going to run out? Um, and when are they going to come back to earth? Yeah, but so every, What every, really is the new normal here? Yeah. Yeah, so every week I'm watching them thinking, okay, like let's see if they can do it again. And they keep doing it. Uh, you know, they got a nice home game here against the Cowboys. And then from the Cowboys' side of things, you know, Cooper Rush, he's undefeated since he's taken over uh, it, for Dak's injury here. You want to talk about a quarterback controversy. You know, we were talking about New England earlier. Cooper Rush here is making himself known, uh, and he is—he's been able to keep C.D. Lamb relevant. Um, you know, Elliott and Pollard are still like the kind of weird double-headed dance running back duo that they've always been. Uh, but look, C.D. Lamb is, has been fine. Uh, Dalton Schultz—I um, don't think I've seen if he's definitely active or not yet this week. I believe he's playing though. Um, and, uh, and then mile, uh, miles, uh, Michael Gallup coming back as well as also, um, so he, he, if anything, Cooper Rush is only getting more weapons back, right? I still think the Eagles win this game. I think they've been doing enough with AJ Brown, Miles Sanders, J- um, Jalen Hurst, obviously Devonte Smith. I think they have more weapons. I think they're going to be able to do it, especially at home, but this is a game that I will definitely be watching tonight because one, I think it's going to be a good football game and two, I think there's going to be some situations where people are going to be hanging on some of these players tonight. Yeah, I I agree with you that, yeah, Cooper Rush has looked, he may be the, uh, the new best backup uh, quarterback situation in the league. I was high on Andy Dalton being Jameis Winston's backup, just because we know Dalton's been a starter before. He's going to be a steady presence in that lineup. Uh, I like Nick Foles behind, behind Matt Ryan for the same reason. We've seen Nick Foles in a backup role before, but we've seen him as a starter as well. And we know he, at least it's not going to be too big a moment for him, but right. Cooper Rush has come in and actually looked like, a, yeah, I described him last week as pleasantly capable. Yeah. Uh, I think that we are, we're, we're all a little shocked that this team has kept rolling uh, with him as a quarterback. He's not threatening Dak's job, but Dak is no. not necessarily a ton closer to, I mean, he's as close to, to coming back. I think that the way I think Rappaport put it this morning in his, in his tweet was that, uh, Prescott is as close to coming back as he has been, meaning he's not, he's, he's not going to be active. Like we've all thought, Oh, Hey, 
he might play this week. He, might, he has to practice still before he can get back on the field and actually play and lead this team. And why yeah. rush him back when Cooper Rush has been playing so well? So I, I agree with you there uh, from the standpoint of getting Michael Gallup back. Like you said, he's getting more weapons back. Uh, Noah Brown, rest in peace. We hardly knew ye. Um, <laughs> Which is a shame because it looked like that, he was going to be Michael very capable. Gallup, I think Michael Gallup <laughs> pops up as, as their number two returns to his rightful place in what yes. should have been his number two. What I want to see is does if can Dalton Schultz actually wake up and play? He hasn't seen a he hasn't caught a, a ball since week two. And I know he was out, but he but he hasn't caught a ball since week two, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um we do have actually hey now we have some more news here. Field Yates is telling us that Kyle Pitts, T. Higgins uh are like you said, T. Higgins, they're active, but inactive. Speaking of, you know, when I bring up the, the Saints, Chris yep. Olave is not going to play. Yep, that's why that's why I was getting that feeling that uh, that, that was going to be the case. And, look, I'm going right back to now. And like Damian Harris is not playing. He's not – okay, and that's what I figured. But, look, the Chris Olave, the guy that I'm playing across all of my, um, my DFS lineups this week – yeah. Is, well, no, it wasn't Chris Olave because I expected him not to play, but it's Jawan Johnson now at tight end for the uh, for the for the Saints because he's a he's a um, he used to be a wide receiver and he's going to be out there because they need someone out there. Uh, yeah. So Troutman is going to be in there in the tight end role, but I feel like Johnson is actually going to be split out wide a lot um, or in the slot. Like they yeah. they're going to have to use him. I think this is a big Alvin Kamara day, uh, but I think from a DFS standpoint for twenty. 20- 2,800, I believe it was, on DraftKings. Jawan Johnson, I'm playing him everywhere. And with Dalton starting again, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a better day for Kamara than than it could be. I I yes. will stick to this. I, I don't think Jameis Winston at quarterback – I think Jameis Winston at quarterback might not be a bad thing for the Saints necessarily, but it's, it's not good for Alvin Kamara from a fantasy standpoint. And so when you get another week of Dalton as a starter, if you've got Kamara, okay. yeah – Fire him up and use him if you can, especially if their top weapon, who has become their top weapon anyway, Chris Olave, uh, mm-hmm. if he's going to be out, yeah, fire up. Yeah. And, and I agree Thomas, with you. Travis Landry, Chris Olave. Yeah, I agree with you too in terms of the tight end idea in daily of, of playing Johnson. Um, you know, don't don't drink the Taysom Hill Kool-Aid just yet in terms of the tight end position there because there's no yes. guarantee he pops off another 60-yard touchdown and throws for one and runs for two, three others in nine carries. It's You have to That's tough understand. to sustain. <laughs> do not chase the, the – the, yeah, he's he's worth rostering. Hill's worth rostering. But Johnson yeah. is, is the better play probably in those kinds of situations unless, like we said before, you're looking to shoot the moon and hit that giant-ass home run today. Well, let's. Uh, that'll be a perfect transition. We're going to take a quick break here to hear from True Classic Tees. But when we come back, we will uh, talk about Taysom Hill a little bit more as he's now popped up in a start sick question in our comments. So we'll tackle that. Uh, and then uh, I'm going to also want to talk about the Bills and Chiefs because I do think it's going to be one of the games of the year. So stick around. We will be right back after this break. Football is back, baby. And our new sponsor, True Classic, wants you to look and feel your best even after a couple of brewskis or going full force on your fantasy football draft. Sure, it's football season, but it's also butt the couch season. Luckily, True Classic has the absolute best fitting clothing a man can buy. Snug in the arms and chest with a little extra space in the torso, their t-shirts are designed to keep you cozy and highlight your best assets no matter what you're up to. 
So if your special someone is upset that you're watching football all day, at least you can look good doing it. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men find a perfect fit at an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deal they offer. For a limited time only, get 25% off with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at trueclassic.com. Almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good on skinny models with six packs, but most of us aren't packing anything but a few beers. Fellas, you are wearing the wrong clothes. True Classic tees taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. It's time to highlight your best attributes with a t-shirt you can always confidently throw on. It's about time to get your fit together, so upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic and get 25% off at trueclassic.com with promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Free shipping included on purchases over $100. That's 25% off at trueclassic.com with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. If there's one bet you should make this football season, it's on True Classic. True Classic, look good, feel good. All right, we are back, and we're going to get to this question by uh, from Darren here in a half-point PPR league. He's asking Taysom Hill or Juju Smith, and we were just talking about Taysom Hill. Uh, and, look, my answer is quite simple here is Juju for me. I know Juju hasn't been great. Uh, he's only scored double digits twice so far. He's maxed out at 13.9 points as his highest week. Uh, but I think a lot of that can be attributed to him and Mahomes trying to develop a connection and the timing because – He's also seen eight targets every week except for one, and that was week two against the Chargers where he only saw three. So, uh, <clears throat> excuse me there. So Juju's still getting the targets uh, that is going to be needed in a game that is probably going to hit the over of the 54.5 that it's at right now. Uh, there's going to be points scored. Uh, there's going to be a lot of offensive action. I think most of it for both teams is going to be through the air. So I'm, I'd rather roll the dice because both plays are a dice roll. Like you said before with Taysom Hill, there's no guarantee he does what he does. Taysom Hill's the, the kind of player that um, when the, the games that he's gone off, it's because he's had a big play early and the team seems to just say, oh, well, let's ride this until we can't ride it anymore. And a lot of times he's able to sustain it for that one game, but it, it doesn't seem like he goes really into these games uh, being a main um, part of the game plan. So I'd rather go with Juju Smith here than Taysom Hill. How do yeah, you no, feel? He, he pops up as he pops up as a, as a, as a spike in the, in the graph every couple of weeks and, and has, has a big game for the, for the saints. But uh, you know, Juju Smith Schuster is a guy he's averaging about 51 or so receiving yards a game. Taysom Hill is averaging, yeah, he's averaging about the same rushing per game actually. Mm-hmm. On if you average it all out, but we know that it's been, like I said, spikes and peaks and valleys. Even if they're going to get the same 50 yards per game in a half-point PPR situation, Taysom Hill's yards are all going to come running. He's only caught like one ball on the year, two balls on the year, I think. Correct. Uh, no, it has been one. He's caught one pass on the year despite being a tight end. Okay. Yeah. Juju Smith-Schuster has had 35 targets, like you said. He's caught like 31, I think, pass. He's, he's caught a lot of most of them, but either way, you're going to get that half point for each one of them. So you're going the 50 yards between the two of them in that scoring system. If it was standard, you probably wouldn't care much, but in a PPR, any kind of PPR setting, 
Juju Smith-Schuster is going to automatically get you more points on his 50 yards because they're coming through the air. They're both probably the same kind of bet in terms of if either one of them can score a touchdown. Now, Juju Smith has not scored yet this year. That's mm-hmm. going to regress to the mean at some point. Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scanling are going to find the end zone. They've got the quarterback who's leading the league in touchdowns this year, and neither one of their top two receivers has scored. That's not going to hold. That's that's gonna that's change. Not gonna hold. I my money. I'm going, if I have, if I'm choosing between Hill and Smith Schuster in that kind of situation, I'm going with Smith Schuster. Yep. No, I agree there. Uh, and before we continue in with that Chiefs game, uh, a lot of injury news just came out. So we're gonna quickly try to just run through the list here, so you know. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Zay Jones officially active. Raheem Mostert officially active. Raheem Mostert has a fantastic matchup with Minnesota at home today. So Raheem Mostert becomes uh, almost a must start, at least as a flex play. It, he may be questionable more so as a running back too, but if, if he's your flex option, I think it's pretty clear across the board. I'm most likely going to say Raheem Mostert. Uh, John New Smith back active for the Pats at tight end. Uh, we talked about uh, Wandell Robinson earlier. He's officially active now as well. Um, Julio Jones still inactive. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Justice Hill inactive. Alexander Madison active. Um, so Mac Jones is officially inactive. And as you mentioned before, Damian Harris also officially ruled out. So those are the biggest ones right now. We're still waiting on some more, but a big news drop on injuries, uh, there this morning as we approach the 12 o'clock hour, but let's, uh, let's dive quickly into this bill's chiefs game. Cause I think this is going to be the game that most of the, the nation is going to be watching. I think, I mean, they have the prime, you know, the quote unquote prime time, uh, as far as the 4:30 slots go, they're they're really going to be the the main option for people who just want to watch football, and I think they're going to get their money's worth. It's going to be a fantastic game. I'm picking the Chiefs in this game. Um, I picked them in my parlay uh, for the week, and so I'm going there. Like you said, Mahomes has has been uh, one of the top QBs. I I do think he gets the receivers a bit more active because I think he's going to have to. I think Allen's going to come out uh, pissed off and throwing the ball all over the place. Uh, they still don't have much of a running game to. Uh, to really lean on there. Singletary's been good when they've used him, but they're just not necessarily using him as much as they maybe could if they wanted to not be so one-dimensional. But at the same time, they don't really need to be more than one dimension because, you know, with Allen throwing and running, that's all they really need. So I, I expect big games out of Gabe Davis, Stefan Diggs, uh, Kelsey, and um, obviously Mahomes and Allen here. Do you think this go this hits the expectations of going over 54 and a half here? I don't know that it does. I mean, it's 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 a good matchup <laughs> from a passing standpoint. Like you said, I think that Allen, the Chiefs have not been necessarily great against wide receivers. So I am I'm high on Diggs. You should be high on Diggs anyway, but I'm high yeah. on Davis as I have been all year. Um, because yeah, I I think they're going to want to throw the ball there. They're going to want to have to get that going. But you know, likewise, you just you talk about the lack of a run game that that the Bills haven't necessarily been all stars running the ball. Chiefs haven't been great against the the run either. They're they've been mm-hmm. seventh, and for a team that's been winning most of their games, and you would think would have teams in passing mode and not necessarily use utilizing their running backs. <clears throat> Chiefs are seventh in the league. Uh, have allowed the seventh most points to opposing running backs. Uh, That's a good point. That is surprising when you think of the game scripts they've had. That's a good Just, point. Yeah, and 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 eighth against quarterbacks. So I, you know, I can see the Bills blowing this one up. Um, but from the other standpoint of things, I, you know, I'm not necessarily so sure. I, I know we're at home, we're we're in Arrowhead, and and so it's it should be a should be a good game. But 
I just, I'm not necessarily sure this game ends up being as much of a shootout as it might be a slugfest. Like I said, I just, I, I think that these two teams are going to trade some haymakers and yeah, we might see some big plays out of, you know, out of Gabe Davis. We might see some big plays out of MVS mm-hmm. or out of, out of Juju. Uh, you know, of course, Travis Kelsey might catch 39 balls inside the five yard line for 12 touchdowns <laughs> again. But I, you know, he's not necessarily, honestly, it's a line, an over underline that if I were a betting guy and I'm not necessarily a betting guy, I'm not so sure I'm excited about trying to, to pick that one this week. It's a high sure. over for sure. It's a high it's a over a high football over. game. Um, but it's going to be definitely a fun game to watch. This is the game, like you said, the casual football fan will tune into this one. Yes. Um, and if uh, if you're interested at all in football, you want to be watching this one because there should be some fireworks. I'm just not so sure that the score is going to rise to these stratospheric levels. I hope I'm wrong. It'd be fun. I've got guys on both sides, uh, you know, across my 3,000 leagues that I'm playing in. Um, and, you know, when we take a look at, you know, at things – Man, Travis Kelsey still looks, you know, granted he's he's in a matchup right now where it doesn't look like you know, it should be a good matchup. The Bills have been great mm-hmm. against opposing tight ends, but there are really only two tight ends that you factor into that equation that kind of make that a moot point. And exactly. one of them is Kelsey. <clears throat> Travis Kelsey's going to have his, he's going to get his today. Whether he, of course. You know, whether you know, no matter who he's playing against, he has proven to be their top option this year, especially with Tyreek Hill gone now. Um, but man, could be a fun game to watch. I think, I think, yeah, if, I think the guys that I would want from this game, I want Gabe Davis from this game. Yep, honestly, I'm I wouldn't, in, especially in a daily, I wouldn't shy away from using Devin Singletary. Sure. I don't have to tell you to start Patrick Mahomes and, and Josh Allen. Of course not, yeah. Yeah, don't overthink that. You're not starting Geno Smith over either one of those guys, period, because you're just not, okay? Be yeah. smart people. Uh, but, the, yeah, from, from the Chiefs' standpoint, um, Mahomes and Kelsey are, are obvious. Oh, you know, it, it's, been so, it's been so hard to judge from week to week how they're going to operate. Jarek McKinnon has honestly looked like the more complete running back for them. He has. He has looked like the better runner, the better player. They just keep giving CDH. They just keep giving him the ball in the tent inside the 10. He keeps finding himself in scoring situations. And all of a sudden, there he pops up like a glitch in the matrix in the end zone with the football. (laughs) It's it's weird. Yeah. it, It would be really cool if we could see that shake out in one way or the other, either make one of them your running back or, or the other. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't think that that's going to be the case because I don't think that's going to be the case. And because I'm not necessarily sure of the game script, I don't necessarily want to use either of them in this matchup. Yeah. Um, because I'm, you're, you're never sure if CH is going to score or not. He may, he may not. And with McKinnon, if, if they're only going to give McKinnon run between the twenties, then I'll, I'll take my chances once they get inside the 20s that uh, Kelsey is going to see that ball or Juju is going to see the ball. So. Oh, yeah. The, the odds are more so, are higher there for Kelsey for sure. Uh, and, look, the reason why – the main reason why I'm saying the Chiefs are going to win this game is I think they are good enough to be clo- to keep the score close. And the Bills haven't played great on the road so far this year in their two road games. Uh, they lost one and then they barely won the other – um, and I forget the opponent that they barely won against, but I know their their two road games this year haven't been great. So I definitely want to see um, 
see how they fare in one of the most hostile road environments there is at yeah. Arrowhead. Uh, so yeah, and and look from a betting standpoint, you know Buffalo is favored. Uh, they're favored uh, as with a spread of minus two and a half right now. And when you factor in from betting the the home edge that you usually get just for being home, you get three points. Um, you know they're basically saying Buffalo is pretty much six point favorites here. You know five and a half, six point favorites, and that seems steep for me. Uh, and another reason why there's from a betting standpoint, I think there's value on the Chiefs. Uh, to to take the money line because you're going to get a uh, value for that. There are already dogs, so uh, home dogs is always a, a fun bet to make. Yeah, I just yeah, I, I'm, the Bills' defense has been so damned good this year. It has been. Uh, they are not allowing points to anybody at any position. I mean, if you if you want to look up their ranks again, I mean, they just they just don't give up points. Their their defense has been phenomenal that way from a fantasy standpoint, and they just they play so well. Uh, I'm just, yeah, I, it's, yeah, I'm not a betting guy anyway, like I said, and my waffling here betting wise tells you why I'm not a betting guy. I just, I don't think I'm smarter than the the Vegas guys who put this all together and do it for a living. I get that. But but what, yeah, what a, what a fun game this, this could be, end up being. I just, yeah, I'm not necessarily sure. I I would love to see the Chiefs win. I would love to see the Chiefs win. I think it makes things more interesting from the, from the standpoint of what happens down the road here. Uh, standing wise, playoff wise, but uh, oof, the Bills well, are Matt, so tough. You know what's wild is that this scenario is could happen today to where the, if the Bills lose this and go to four and two, and I'm sorry, five and what are they four and one right? Yeah, they'd go to four and two, uh, and the Jets turn around and beat the Packers, which I think is an out of the realm. I still think the Packers win, but I, I, I the, the Jets, if, if they, the if the Jets prove to everyone that they're legit, you, you, we have a situation where the Jets and Bills are tied for the division at four and two. Um, and uh, wasn't it the who? Yeah, they haven't. They they haven't played each other yet. So so yeah, they'd be tied, and it'd be pretty much a true tie. Right. Uh, and and all of a sudden the the division gets very interesting in the AFC East. Uh, obviously the Patriots would still be last, unfortunately. But um, with the Miami injury, they could, I, I don't they think could that's going to be three long. games today and and somehow find themselves on top. I mean, you got exactly. Well, so but I just think like this this there's a scenario where there is things get real interesting uh, that nobody expected. And well, that's, and, and that's why Miami, I love football. <laughs> My, I think everybody's given Miami up for dead today against the Vikings. And then, to be fair, the Vikings should run away with this game. You would think facing, you know, f- facing backups there in in Miami. But yep. if Miami wins today, and what you just said, I mean, you could have three teams at four and two mm-hmm. uh, in that division with Tua coming back, possibly. Yeah. And 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 then, like you said, it gets it gets very interesting. I think the Bills are good enough to still shake out more wins over the course of the season. But oh, yeah, I think so too. Uh, the Dolphins actually I mean, the Dolphins with Tua in the lineup, we're looking pretty good as well. And yeah, the, the NFC East all of a sudden is, is very intriguing where it looked for a couple weeks, like it might be one of the, you know, one of the most sure things in the whole, in the whole sport, <laughs> the bills were going to be done and they're, they were going to run off with it. And everybody else was just going to kind of hopefully sneak into the playoffs and there's a, you know, like you said, there's a scenario where that becomes a very fun division to watch and, and pay attention to. 
It sure is. Um, and look, that's uh, that's going to wrap up the show for us here. The last bit of news that I just saw come out is that Jacoby Myers for the Patriots is officially active. Uh, I think that's big for that offense because he seems to be their their light of consistency. He's not necessarily uh, breaking down walls and, and blowing up the league here, but he's been a nice, consistent weapon for them. So uh, Jacoby Myers active. I know a lot of people own him, uh, so he could be a nice flex play today, especially with the bye weeks. Uh, like I said, that's going to do it for us this Sunday. I hope everyone enjoys the games coming up in an hour. Uh, we will be back, as always, next Sunday, 11 o'clock, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, hopefully on time this week, or next week, and on bellyup.tv, as always. Big news coming out with that soon, so make sure you are sticking around to Belly Up Sports and all the shows. Uh, we will be announcing some stuff in the future here that is going to be exciting. So if you have supported us to this point, stick around. We love your support. And we would love for you to uh, to continue this journey with us. Definitely. So we will see you next week here on Belly Up Fantasy Live. Glenn Rieger getting traded to Minnesota. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.